calling All Choice Insurance. If you know your party's extension, you may enter it at any time. If you are... This is Jared with All Choice. How can I help you this afternoon? Jared, this is Joey Gingola. What's going on, Joey? How are you doing this afternoon? Good, man. How you been? I've been really well. Really well. Yeah? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Living the, yeah, I was like, living the insurance dream? Uh, yeah, we're getting there. We're getting there. Nice. It's been good. July was probably my best month in insurance ever. Well, that's a good thing to say. Yeah. Yeah, it is a, it is a good thing to finally say. Well, until the next so, one is the best month ever. Well, that's that's the goal, right? To keep improving. But you got to start somewhere. Yeah, you do. Um, so that's cool. It's good to finally have my feet back underneath me. Yeah. Any uh, what, what, any big big what, like any one thing you can attribute to like the big shift, like where it just all started to kind of click for you? Um, finally, our processes and systems at All Choice oh. finally started clicking with me. So Jack has really good um, automations and systems, but when you set them up for yourself, they don't always work for other people. So it took a while for us to figure out uh, how to make it work for me and my referral partners because a lot of what he has was for him and how he works with other people. So just trying to find that happy medium where it worked for everybody and not have two different automations going uh, was was part of it and then part of it is the volume increased on the automation so we got better feedback which was great and so once we started doing that we were able to move a little faster so it's kind of like a translation process or sort of like a fancy word amalgamation of like the things right so just knowing so like we have an automation that when I'm out at a networking event and I come when I leave that with, you know, somebody that's like, hey, we really should talk about insurance sometime. You know, uh, two years ago, I'd have been like, man, that person's never going to really talk to me. So we created a automation to kind of kick them into a few emails and text messages that is like, hey, let's get together for coffee. Hey, you know, haven't heard back from you. I don't want to be a bother. We know we get busy, but we'd love to sit down with you. So, but going through that, it was like, at first it was, um, like our initial email or text said it was nice meeting you, but a lot of people I network with I met years ago. It just takes a while for them to say, hey, let's get together. Yeah. So people were like, um, I didn't meet you. We just said we'd get together. <laughs> like, yeah, I know I just didn't meet you. So, you know, automation has to be a little more real than just... Um... So just working through stuff like that where it was terminology and what people respond to. Yeah, getting people to respond—that's the trick, right? I mean, what's so what, when you said the vo- you said the volume increased? What was what was behind that? Uh, just because I'm added to the mix, so oh, now that I'm got it, got it. I see. Because Jack and his yeah, and our account manager were using a lot of the automation, especially for the sales process part of it. But for like the networking, even Jack was rarely using it. So once I started using it, it would be. Like break, how many how many sequences like how many responses like what are we looking at like number of sequences like let's let's maybe get into it a little bit what do you think yeah yeah so for well let's talk about like the step one so like if I'm at a networking event um, I think it's five touches after the networking event between email and text so 
I go to a networking event, uh, meet somebody, they say, hey, let's get together. I leave, I drop their information into the automation and it reaches out to them usually the next morning because we're kind of set up that after 5.30, a lot of our automation stops that we're not people up early morning or late night. So they'll usually get an email or a text from me the next morning and then it'll keep going until they say, hey, yeah, let's get together. And then I stop the automation. But, you know, initially it's like, hey, it was nice seeing you last night. Uh, we should definitely get together. And then the text is like, hey, I sent you an email about getting together. Just wanted to make sure you got that. And that way, if our email was being put in wrong or something in the text message. And so some people respond to the text message, you know, that next morning. Hey, yeah, it was great seeing you last night. Let's get together. But some, you know, we'll wait till the last one where we're like, hey, we knew you were busy. We don't want to be a bother. So this will be the last time we reach out. But we definitely want to get together. We're going to leave the ball in your court. And that's kind of how we leave it. Uh, but by the fifth time, most people are responding to that, even if it's, oh, yeah, man, I just don't have the time. Right. Which is good. Because even getting a no is better than right. nothing. Yes. So this is basically the the second kind of conversion, right? You've 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 had the first kind of introduction, shook the hand, said hello, warm embrace of some kind, and it's just we're right. going to solidify that next meeting point. That's kind of what that objective is, right? Yeah, yeah. Because what what Jack and I've been trying to do is figure out where we're getting either a rub or the ball dropped. Yeah. Not necessarily a ball drop, but just nothing. It does, the relationship doesn't move forward. So we found, I have all these network contacts, but it's hard getting them to sit down with me. So how do we do that? So we set up this automation to increase the opportunities there. And then we did kind of the same thing between information or, or initial, hey, we want you to take a look at our stuff and information, you know, we actually have all the information. Like that's always a big rub there. And then the third one that we've really been working on is proposal sent to either, yeah, that looks good, or let's have questions about that. So those are the three automations we've been working on the most. Eliminate meeting to, or like, you know, handshake at somebody else's event to one-on-one -on -one conversation. Then one-on-one -on -one conversation to actually getting information from them. If we don't get it, once we have the information, we can go pretty far with it, so right. put the proposal together, but then we send out the proposal and don't hear back. So that rub there. So, uh, so let me, I just want to make sure. So similar sequence, yeah. you, you sit down, you have the meeting, you have the lunch, you have the coffee, whatever, right? Everything goes mm -hmm. great. And then there, then that's when you would put them into the second automation. Yeah. And it's not always a hundred percent because some people or based are like, on well, the outcome. Right, now, yeah, right. right. Based on the outcome of that, then we'd move into the next one. And that's probably our least developed point right there is it's also where we had the least rub of the three that if people are saying they're going to get us our information we have multiple ways to have them reach out to us whether it be email phone call or our form online to get us there all right so it's that entire objective then from after lunch after coffee it's that uh, that automation it, generally because you've met there's really uh, most outside of saying no we're not interested right now or, i don't know if we can make this work it's hey yeah we'll we'll get you we'll, you know you, you you get connected in a more kind of solidified way right right you know you're doing business or not at that point yeah and so th that automation is just set up to make sure that that ha that there's no kind of cracks in that right so nothing falls through um right 
All right, so now you've got to the point where you're you're doing business, like you've established, like, hey, no, yeah, we'll we'll make this work. What does that look like then? Like, where are you going through there? From all right, so we've got we've got it set up, we've got the information, but how do you make sure that you're getting a steady flow from these guys? Right. So inside, so once we have the information, it's mostly internal until we send a proposal out. So we have, I guess, three steps uh, out for quote, so that if we send it to Marble Box, we know that we as a producer sent it to somebody else to put numbers together and we're waiting for it to come back. And even though they're really good at getting back to us, we just want to make sure we put them in there. So if it, it is tomorrow when they get back to us, we know to move them. But also some with some commercial stuff we use. So I'll use an account manager to handle that. So me as a producer, will put it in out for quote because an underwriter and an account manager are looking at it for me to make sure everything is there before I get it back. But then when I get it back, we move to proposal preparation. The proposal preparation is all on me, me putting together a video proposal for all personal lines or figuring out time to get together and present commercial lines, or if it's a small commercial doing it, and that's all on me. And then once I email out or set the meeting for the video proposal, it's quote sent. And so once the quote is sent, that actually triggers an automation where it's not internal anymore. And then they get a sequence of emails and text messages letting them know that the quote's been sent and that we're waiting for. Now, are we talking referral partners or are we talking insureds, like direct like clients? So now, once we get the information, it's then with the insured. Right. So now the automation is focused so, on the client, the potential client. Correct. From, from and up to that, up to, right. Up, yeah. up, once we have the information, it's very client or prospect centric. Yeah. Before then, it's made to work either for referral partners or potential clients. So there's like a threshold that you guys kind of have to cross over. Right. Sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. Where, where, where are you getting the, um, the commercial business from like referral partner, like the referral, the referral partner is sending a commercial piece of business as well. It's not just strictly focused on personal lines, mortgage guys. Right. So I've always been skeptical of, not skeptical. I've always been hesitant with commercial stuff just because I didn't have the right carriers or the right backing to be confident in it. So now that I have all choice and there's a little more experience there with that partnership, I'm able to, lean on them for experience and make sure that I'm okay with where I'm going and who I'm quoting it with. Yeah. So I've taken on more opportunities with my community relations that I used to shy away from. And then my lender relationships are growing into commercial lenders also. So then, uh, how's the, uh, how's the, um, the, it's out for proposal or the, you know, the quotes out the door, right? What's, what's that look like from your end? How long are you following up? What's involved in that process? Yeah, I think it's uh, I think it's total seven days. I think it's a full week, but it's heavy up front. So like next day they're getting a, hey, we sent you the proposal. If you have any questions, reach back out or set an appointment using this link. And then the text is just want to make sure you got the email with the proposal. Reach back out with questions. You know, and then there's that in between, like just checking on you, making sure you know we know life gets busy. Sure, but. We'd love to hear from you. And then the final one is pretty, I don't want to say it's harsh, but it's to the point of we haven't heard back from you. You know, we're going to go ahead and close out this account if we don't hear back from you. And that's after a week. I'm assuming you probably get a pretty good response rate on that. Yeah. So we get high response early. So people that get the proposal and don't respond immediately to the email, but then get 
a text or something, they text fast a lot. Text heavy on first response of, yes, I got it, and I'm going to take a look at it Friday afternoon. That allows me to kind of respond with either, okay, just so you know you're in an automated sequence, so I'm just going to leave it to keep those reminders going, depending on how the relationship, or I stop that. And then, and then the middle ones, we don't get, every once in a while we get a response, but the, the last one, it's pretty good about either getting a yes or a, a no, which yeah. is, yeah. Always better to get a no than to sit in anticipation of nothing. Yeah, I was curious. I I didn't know if you have you played with other lengths. Like, have you have you tried extending it beyond seven days, or have you found that seven seems to work? Um, I think we were, I think we were like shorter for a little while and longer for a little while. Um, I don't think we've really played with it that much because we, I think we ended up on a sweet spot and we haven't messed with it since. I was curious because I, I guess I don't. I would imagine there's a window, at least if this is like during a new home purchase, that the decisions either, you know, they have like a certain time period. But I was curious if uh, how long it is. Seven feels a little short. Yeah, but I don't know. That feels like maybe it's just right. For new home purchases, it's probably just right. Some of the commercial stuff, it's probably well, yeah. too quick. Yeah, and it just depends on the person too. You know, and a lot of, a lot of times when with the commercial when that second email goes out and they see like I've sent them an email, let them know I sent them an email and now I'm following up pretty much a third contact there. They'll let me know when they're going to reach out to me on the nose. Is it, is this, have they closed? Do you know if they've closed on the house before you've started this process or is this kind of leading up to the closing? So, so, yeah, so, it's, pre-closing. so it's possible the ho- the deal just actually maybe fell through. Sometimes, yeah. So sometimes our loss is not because we lost the business. It's because they didn't buy the house. But you, if you had a guess, what do you think the percentage I'm just curious. What do you think the percentage is on that? I would say in the last two months, I've maybe had three of those. Yeah, so not a lot. No, not a lot at all. What are the other no's? I'm curious. Price. Oh, really? We lose the price every once in a while. Yeah, you know, especially with some, some mobile homes that have been rough in this area because... Honestly, I believe that insurance agents are misquoting or misleading what mm. the coverages are, so they're yeah. getting cheaper cheaper rate, but not the right coverage. And then I win those when I get to have the conversation. Now there's, but I probably win win as many of those as I lose. And I, I don't think I've lost one that I've had them on the phone, and they they understand what I'm talking about. See, there you go. That, that's that's your that's your that's your one last. Uh... That's one. That's your one last piece in the automation is um, putting that piece of content together that has that conversation for them. Just you send it out to them. Hey, real quick before you, you know, officially. I know you said no, but I just want you know these are a couple of things that we have, you know, we run into a lot of times with, you know, other quotes and just want to make sure like these are the three most common like things that are, you know, not quoted properly or something that you know I don't know. Yeah, that kind of thing. Uh, that'd be that would be interesting. No, yeah, that makes that makes complete sense. Know, Especially with a lot of the landlords we deal with, that's but I like that. So that sounds like a lot of good stuff. It is. It's a lot of good stuff. It really is a lot of good stuff. I'm very happy with the process. It's hard because I feel like we're locked in, so it's hard being patient because I just want to be successful every day. Just put more, you know, just get more at that, and more at that, and more at that. You know, the conversation that we have now is that it's just keeping up with the pace of play, so ensuring that we're operating at that high level. Is there any fear that you're not? Um, sometimes. I mean, you know, you get those ebb and flows, especially with referral partners, you know, where one week I'll get a dozen referrals and 
the next week I only get two or three. And so the week you get a dozen, you know, you just bombard it. Yeah. The referral partners don't care what your schedule already looks like. <laughs> if I have appointments or, you know, like they're just like, this is, so there's that expectation. So I find myself sometimes meeting an expectation of we could turn this around pretty quickly. And then, you know, on a good week, I'll, a referral partner will call me at one o'clock on a Friday and I'll have it before the bit business on Friday. But then there's times where, you know, I got two meetings Friday afternoon. They're not saying it till Monday. And then, you know, so it's, it's just figuring out how to flow through a process. And, and some of it's, you know, gearing up that we want to be able to do more than we're doing now. Have you had any thoughts on how to kind of um, ebb and flow with, with the, the pace? How to maybe bring in some, you know, to catch some of that overflow and they kind of make yeah, it so we, consistent. Right. So we are always piddling with what Marble Box is doing, how fast Marble Box is getting stuff back to us, yeah. what our team is doing once it's sold. So I know what billing coverages are, what billing plan they want, any special requests or notes or needs that they have once it's issued. Once that's done, I pretty much can be hands off. But getting to that point has been a seven month process. And, you know, we're all human. So it's, there's always going to be something that the team isn't operating perfectly on. So that's what we look for. We just try to find the next thing that we can improve on. But we have a great team. So it's, that sounds fun. It is, man. It has been fun. It's been a fun seven months. I can't, I can't lie. Overwhelming and difficult at times, both often, but a lot of fun. It really has been a lot of fun. You can never underrate fun, that is for sure. No, yeah, yeah. I'm happy to be working with Jack, man. He just, he's got a good good sense of what the future of insurance is, and there's enough respect and trust between the two of us that we're able to, to both operate. No, oh, it's not a good place to be, for sure. Yeah, yeah. Should, uh, should we maybe uh, talk about... Um, you uh, you being the first of a new little thing that we're going to do here very shortly? Should I, I think maybe. That might be fun. Yeah, we, we definitely talk about that. Um, so I, I asked you to kick off a new, what is going to be bi-weekly initiative for kind of a daily takeover for a day in the life of, uh, of an insurance agent. And uh, I, th- I don't think there's anybody better to kick it off than you, um, you know, because you got a strong Instagram game. I know, pl- I know there's plenty of people out there, but I thought I thought you might be a good 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 person to kick things off, and uh, and I'm sure it'll it'll make its way around to the people that it needs to make it around to. But um, excited, man! I'm I'm actually really excited, really excited about it. a little a little anxiety about like being the first, and there's no like, you know, sometimes it's good to see what somebody else does because then you're like I could do that a little better, but you know, then it's like hey, I'll kick it off and. If someone does something better, then I'm just learning anyway. So the well, the fun twist, and this is what I'm really I'm most excited about, is uh, you get to nominate the next person. So it's all gonna be this kind of organic kind of thing to where it's just it goes wherever it wants to go, and you get to kind of see really what anybody's kind of take on the day in the life and just how they work and some of their thoughts on insurance, and and uh, I'm pretty excited about that part. So you'll you'll it could come back around to you for sure. Yeah, you never you never know. And I think it'll be fun to see, I mean, the more I get to know people throughout the insurance industry, it's amazing how there's no one equation for success. There's just so many different 
agencies out there doing something different. So to see that on Instagram stories, experience it almost live, you know, with them. Yeah. Day in the life. Pretty exciting. Yeah, you know, the one thing, I'd be curious to get your answer on this. The one thing, you know, you said there's so many different ways. Uh, the, the only thing that I've ever really kind of, the, the one common thread is that, is that the person or the agency or whatever, they've just, they've identified their thing and they just don't really care about anything else. Not to like, not to like an ignorant standpoint, but it's just, they know what their thing is and they just do that thing and they don't really care about anything else. That's the one thing that I've found to be that variable to success is just their, their sheer dedication and almost blindness to anything else. Interesting. I don't know how to respond to that because my first thought was like, what's my thing that I'm holding on to that I won't let go. Uh, well, I mean, no, it's, it's like you finally, like you, it's like we just talked about, you said you finally committed to, you know, working those processes and sticking to the lane of I'm going to, this is, this is like, we just, we broke it all down. Right. And you said it's been the best, you know, the most interesting and exciting last seven months of your insurance career. And I think, you, you know, I think if I had to, if I had to just guess for you, that might be it. Right. Oh yeah. Yeah. Without a doubt. I mean, that's, but, but I'm saying there's that lack. That's, that's what I mean. Like it's, uh, you know, people are all over the place. I'm going to go chase this $5,000 restaurant or I'm going to go, I'm going to go do this networking group. It's just like these little different hodgepodge of, of activities that aren't linked together. Right. You've got like, this is the, this is the assembly line of how we sell insurance. Right. Um, right. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's, it's not necessarily, um, you know, you've, you've erected a statue in some way, but it's just, you've, you've identified, (laughs) the thing, the way that you do it, um, and how you're going to do it and, and what it is versus just, again, just kind of always all over the place. And sometimes that works for people, but again, I, everybody has their, has their thing. I don't know, but I guess my, my, my question to you, if there was a question in there is what do you think, what, what are you saying? Or, or, you know, cause you said you saw it a bunch of different ways. Is there anything that stuck out to you that, that kind of said, Oh, maybe this is what it is. Of what mine is, or what? Or just in general, like what, 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 like what's your observation of all those different things? Was like the commonality that you might have seen, or, or what, what, what any of it meant, meant to you? Because you do, you, you keep up, obviously, in the space. Like what, like was there anything that kind of was a was a takeaway from you and just your observations of of how everybody else operates? Yeah, I mean, I think the common denominator is that the best agencies are ending up customer focused, no matter how they get there. I mean, there's so many different ways that we sell, not, not just ways that we sell insurance, but who we're selling insurance to. As much as I lean towards the agents and agencies that go after referral partners and, you know, that real estate industry, I definitely tend towards that. But then I see like these guys that, like you said, are 100% restaurant or 100% health. And you're just like, man, they're just so different. But they're really not, but they really are. There's so many different things you could do in insurance. Yeah, it's just... Uh... It's just being disciplined enough, I guess, to pick your thing. So. Oh yeah, 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 without a doubt. And I think that's where the last two years of my career has changed. I don't want to say I picked a lane because I get out of my lane a lot, but <laughs> for me, I don't always want to be the salesperson. Hmm. So long term, marketing to referral partners, I could always put somebody after me, hand it off, and have someone do it with the consumer. No. Yeah. Um, we should probably say we didn't mention Monday, uh, August nineteenth is when you're actually going to be kicking things off. Just so we you know, get a little plug for it. So on Agency Nation's Instagram. So if you're not following, you should probably do that to see all of the awesome stuff that Jared has been talking about. 
I got one more question for you, Jerry. What's the is it is it at Agency Nation? Yes, at Agency Nation. So so do that. Um, All right, last question. Last question. Last question. What do you? Um, I mean, you're pretty upbeat. You're pretty positive. We've had a lot of good news so far in our conversation. But what are you most excited about moving forward? Like, what has you most excited about your insurance career? Just the industry? Anything related to insurance that you cannot wait to get to? Um, yeah, I mean, I think I, we talked a little bit about patients earlier. I want to be more than just a salesman and a producer. I think I've aligned myself with the right partner to eventually not have to be a hundred percent salesman, help run the business and grow something bigger than myself. So it's great to set up processes and execute them, but I'm excited to eventually set up processes and have someone else execute them. So what I'm excited about, I think that with all the digital and technology and automation, people start taking people out of the equation and I want to plug people back in. Like I want to see as many small town communities, you know, smaller community agents get a shot at being successful. 